everybody. By the way, Yiska, great job doing that on the show. Thank you for keeping that going. Uh, it was pretty go. good. It was pretty good. Uh, welcome to episode 18 of Tactical Crouch. We're back. And uh, I do not come back empty-handed. I come bearing gifts in the form of a really smart guest. Uh, he's been on Overwatch League Daily and Tactical Crouch a ton of times. You probably heard him on broadcasts for... Overwatch uh, League, Overwatch Contenders, World Cup. I don't even know all the things you've done. And, of course, a ton of different Valorant um, events as well. None other than Avril. Dude, welcome. Good to see you. You're looking great. Your face looks so well lit, <laughs> by the way, I must say. Yeah, not, just... not empty-handed, dude. I came with a new ring light. You you came with a bunch of new stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I'm slowly starting to catch up. You know what? I'll, I'll get a little bit for my setup, and then one day I'll, I'll invest in an LED light or something just to just to buff it up a little bit. You know how it is. Um, and, and did I say did I say tactical crouch at the beginning? I, did, I didn't did. want anybody to interrupt you and just you like did. it's spike drop. It's spike, guys. It's been a while. And we are okay? we are here talking about. Wow. I think I threw you off. I think at the start of this, like off, like off air, I'm like so we're doing Overwatch, right? And then since then, you're like, oh, we don't Overwatch. Like <laughs> a Freudian, a Freudian yep. seed. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It's also yeah. It's <laughs> it's you guys have been talking about a lot of like Overwatch related topics before the yeah. show too. So I'm just like. Yeah. I'm in a different world. You're in, yes. You're in that mind space. It's it. you know. They announced the WoW expansion date. I'm looking at new computers. I'm waiting for September 1st for them to announce the new RTX cards so that I can get a new graphics card and a new computer and a new monitor. I think I'm going to go 4K 14, uh, 144. Wow. I think I'm going to do it. It's always uh, hey, nice to hear what I will never be able to. Own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll live vicariously through you. Tell me how beautiful the Valorant scenery is. Buy you, we'll buy you that monitor right now. You, it's more, more, <laughs> more value than my life. Like, yeah, we'll buy you that monitor Valorant right now. Scenery. We'll get. Yeah, we can get that. Uh, we can get you that monitor right now. I don't know if your graphics card is going to be able to run it, but yeah. Uh, you've got a decent. Well, you don't do. you have like a? Uh, like a uh, 1070? Yes, Joe doesn't know. Oh, you mean me? I have a Jesus, two, yeah. 260. Oh. Okay. The, I mean, a 20, like a 2060 or. Yeah, 2060. Yeah. 20, I mean, yeah, dude, you, you can probably find. Dude, like, I, I got a 2080 and I can guarantee you my Valorant doesn't look that much better than yours. That's true. Also, yeah, based our Valorants on look the same. Everything's set to low anyway for Max FPS. <laughs> I'm like, here's what I want to do. So I love, this is the thing. I honestly, I almost, I, I almost pitched the idea for a product that would mm. give you, you know how like for FPS monitors, you generally like 1080p, 240, now 360 hertz. Like that's what you want, right? And then True. on like those other games, like strategy games, World of Warcraft, those games that are a little bit more static. Uh, there's just something great about like a 1440p or a 4k monitor so i wanted to pitch an idea for a uh, monitor mount that had mm -hmm. kind of like roll almost rollers so that i could have so i had, I had two mock-ups for this dude no joke i had one that was like this would be my 1080p monitor right in front of me and then right here would mm -hmm. be my 4k monitor i could just slide it over like on a roller so that um 
I could then go to my 4K monitor and game and then go back to my 1080p monitor and game without having to like look off to the side or remove any of my monitors. Mm. I had another one, dude, where the monitor just flipped. So you had the 4K on one oh, side, so like the you, 1080p yeah, on it. the other side. You uh-huh. just flip it, and then you're in like FPS mode, and then you're in like MMO mode. Um, they're both dumb ideas. I don't know. They're both yeah. They're both dumb ideas. So like, <laughs> we didn't go very far with it. But I was like, I need. It's like it, the most first world thing. It's just I know, like, but I like, really <laughs> hate playing World of Warcraft. Dude, I have on an RG, I have an RGB like audio pan- like sound treatment panel like tell me more about first world stuff I'm like you can put some rgb on that right yeah we can i'm on ramen right now because it's the 28th <laughs> shut up <laughs> i'm due i'm doing a meal prep here in a little bit so i feel you we um honestly we should be eating ramen we went up to i was in portland and uh we went to um oh, uh, we went wine tasting for like a whole day at some like amazing wineries. Wow, like, oh, a, like a whole day, a whole day. I'm not, trip a, I'm not a wine, wine guy, but here's here's what I found most amusing. Uh, mm-hmm. The wine that tastes the best tends to come from places that have been burned to the ground. Yeah, can't pray can, tell. You can't. You can t- taste well, the suffering. Of like course. like vineyards. <laughs> vineyards are like they're like this is our 2017 Jean Valjean. And uh, uh-huh. the, yeah. you know, the Jean Fonfon. And yes. uh, he goes, this is really interesting. And we only made, you know, 240 caskets at this point. Not casks, caskets. caskets because caskets. Goes, <laughs> because it was on fire. And, mm. uh, you know, the, the fields burned down. And um, the next year, the soil was so much better for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why don't you just mm. burn down part of your field every year? Yeah, I'm surprised people don't do that. Like control burn, you just control burn. Yeah. Like farmers do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure do people. Do they, yeah, I've got to assume that somebody's got to like that. Mm, I don't know. This is why I think wine is dumb. They're all so <laughs> snooty and <laughs> think they're smart. And I'm like, yeah, bro, or we just came up with the best. Come on, you know, wine idea could, ever. We could also just start doing that with every farmer. Just set your stuff on fire. Everything is going to be better. It's going to be better next year. Atmosphere next year. Nice. (laughs) Go light up fire. I'm doing you a favor. It's going to be better next year and just run away. Jesus. All right. Well, this is not Valorant. Um, This isn't even Overwatch. Normally, we digress Overwatch. We've got multiple levels. I am back. Good to see you, Joe. Yiska, thanks for holding down the fort. Avril, welcome. Let's uh let's I mean talk. we're we're kind of on topic, right? Like both both T one and uh, uh Liquid are currently burning down. I don't think that's yeah, the only team down, that's getting burned again. down. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh T I think TSM is, man. I'm gonna say it right now. I think, I think TSM is something. Well dude, we'll find out in the next hour, won't we? I, I don't even think it'll be just that i think that's just maybe an extra data point but i think over the course of time there might be a team that kind of like starts to creep into that top two discussion which we will get to i won't uh, jump the gun fair enough uh housekeeping things thanks everyone for being here youtube.com slash spike drop twitter.com slash spike drop join us friday at noon at twitch.tv slash kick tripod we did not get partnered we're not going to go for it again for a while because i like streaming and i like Mm. not worrying about it 
We're so. getting Shadowlands too, so. Shadowlands. Let's go <sighs> in 4K. Give me my 4K, my 3090, and let's go. Yeah, I know it does. Did you watch the, like, the, like the seven-minute short or whatever that they just posted? Oh, yeah. yeah, so oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. it was... So I wanted a full... Post show. Post show. I wanted a Post full... Yeah, but uh, dude, don't, isn't, isn't World of Warcraft just heading in the direction of Diablo now? Like, I saw them. like, is this a Diablo cinematic? Like, I'm confused. Mm. Uh, they did oh, that last dude. expansion. They're doing a better job at like trying to put in lore that isn't just like, "Hey, go read this book," or like, "Hey, go read this thing." They're like trying to like get more people interested in like the yeah. the goings ons in the expansion itself. I think well, the videos do that. I'm 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 a uh, Frozen Throne Warcraft Three type of head. If I see Arthas and uh, yeah, Uther, yeah yeah yeah, like they, you got me. That's <laughs> I'm in. yeah. No, it's fair. Okay, uh, we got we, we to gotta stop. I, they're like, everyone, right. I got like five messages. It was like, uh, or like tweets and stuff. Where it was like, because you guys had a gif of me up there. On, yeah, he did it. He did it. Whichever one I of did. you did it. It was funny. And then at multiple messages and things like, why haven't you brought Joe and Yiska back on track or pulled them away from this <laughs> tangent or anything like that? Like, literally, I think Anara posted it on That's Twitter. So yeah, yeah. Like, I've been waiting for him to interrupt and bring them back on track for like 30 minutes until I realized it was a gif of you <laughs> on it. Oh, That's, man. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's talk about some news. Let's talk about Overwatch, shall we? Uh, Taimu and some other players have formed the team uh, Event Horizon. Mm. It includes Taimu, everybody's favorite Genji Shadowburn, uh, Roxy Forsaken, and I don't know the other person, if I'm being honest. Feek? Feekin? Feekin? Sorry, what? Uh. Event Horizon? Might just be like a high-rated... High uh... Yeah, Event Horizon. Like yeah, I don't. So I don't know. Yep, Forsaken. Uh, but there's it's uh, just Feekin. Burn and uh, Feek. Yeah, yeah. Feekin. I don't know who that is, <laughs> dude. It's it's a little uncomfortable. Like that's a German customer. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. I, I don't think the guy's German though. Yeah, I don't. I I've never heard of him. He just might be, or they might just be like a high-rated Valorant player. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, a lot of old Overwatch heads. I've seen a couple clips of Shadowburn pop up here and there. Um, seems to be like a pretty talented jet player. Um, time be very kind of poised to do well in this game. So I'm excited to kind of see him compete, um, you know, in a, in a proper like tournament setting. And yeah, seems like Overwatch people are doing pretty well so far. So we'll see if Taimu can bring it back. Good to see him land on like a, a team as well. I think he was kind of like floating around um, mm -hmm. different, you know, mishmashes of teams. And for what it's worth, by the way, maybe this is just kind of my my opinion, but I like that this is kind of a mixed team and not just like a full Overwatch team or anything like that. Yeah. They have some other people coming in. You know, this the guy whose name we can't say, who you know, that could be an X factor. But it's I think I think having a mixed team with some um, good Overwatch players that you know mm -hmm. maybe for whatever reason. Overwatch just didn't end up being the game they could uh, I don't know maybe they were just a little captain Overwatch and coming over to this game is what they need so I, I do hope that Taimu does find success here because you know as one of the better hit scans in history really For he sure. should uh, he should be able to do well here kind of tangential because I do want to return to kind of talking about like Taimu and like the, the history of like hit scans hit scan players doing well in, in Valorant as they transition over 
somebody who's been like floating around the NA scene for a little bit that has like constantly or rather consistently kind of been popping up a little bit more since beta has been buds. Just seeing buds, yeah. I'm like, oh dang, all right, buds is kind of nice. Like I'm I'm interested to see if he ever lands on a team, much in the same way that Time Who has with Event Horizon. I I'm I, I think we might see some old hit scan some old hit scan heads from back in the day kind of like pop back up, see if they can do something. I, dude, I you're waiting you're waiting for AKM to switch over, dude. Or something like that. AKM, I mean, yeah. We got Unko getting highlighted. Yeah. All the fuel bench plays just went yeah. for them to just pull They're like, yeah, out, boys. <laughs> did you, did you see Sabrosa, uh, yeah. like, uh, praising Unko mm-hmm. on Twitter? That yeah. was interesting. I don't think it was a troll either. No, I don't think so either. I think they genuinely, like, would be sick at this game. And I think I'd love to see them, like, on an all French team, like a proper, like, vitality. <sighs> don't do that. Rogue, Rogue 2.0. We're bringing it back. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to get Rogue, <laughs> right? So we're going to get this roguelike team, this amazing yeah, yeah. French team. They're on the cusp. All of a sudden, Valorant League gets announced. Mm-hmm. 20, 20, $30 million Do buy-in. Do they make it this time? $20, 30000000 million buy-in. They're like, nah. Nah. Eh. Misfits, though, <laughs> you're in. Misfits, come on. Yeah, exactly. Get on over here. Give me them Swedes. <laughs> get, get on over here. And you're going to Florida. Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's kind of interesting. Taimu, uh, I don't think, has had the best of luck <laughs> so far in Valorant. Honestly, I could say I haven't watched any of his matches. I think I watched a Team Taimu match um, yeah. a long time ago. I, like, what was that even? Was that like the G- yeah. G2? Probably Twitch Rivals or something. Yeah, something yeah. like this. Yeah. So, a problem yeah. I had, like, I watched some of those events and it felt like he really had pressure on him to. But made by himself in order to mm-hmm. uh, like prove something. Everybody like it felt like his his him. calls were very erratic, and he really, really tried hard to make an impact, and therefore inted sometimes. And like, I think uh, once sounds like Overwatch once League secured- time to me, honestly. Like, <laughs> if we're being honest, mm, yeah, kind of like the like is, imag- the way like, to the world. Imagine being a player who I mean, Avril, you said it is like one of the best hit scans we ever saw. And, you know, there's no doubts the mechanics are there. And to have kind of that fall from grace. He's 26 now. 1993 is 26 years old. Dang. Uh, like, it's, um, I, I honestly, I don't think I have the mentals to be like, back Stunned. in my day. <laughs> but I still have the mechanics. But I just, like, can't seem to translate it at the level I need to to be that time of. but i think i think he's the kind of player that has the hunger for it because you can imagine he was at one stage maybe the best hit scan in the world debatable i don't know like in his heyday right mm-hmm. um he was on the best team in the world at one point again debatable but it's just all of these kind of things where he was like pretty much at the top of his game in overwatch and then suddenly he wasn't i think he's got a real hunger to come back and kind of be mm-hmm. there again i think every player that's been there ever always wants to go back you, yep. you want to ride that high again and he kind of feels like this is his second coming um in valorant i'm sure a lot of players feel that way whether you come from cs or whatever game um but yeah, so uh, I can see the determination and the motivation there, which is why I think, you know, age, I don't think is going to be a huge factor as long as he's cool um, and his mechanics are still there. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll just see. I, I Honestly, in terms of speaking to 
how he's been finding Valorant so far um, and what he's been doing. I mean, that's kind of like, I, in my opinion, I'm saying this seems to be, in my opinion, at least his first proper team. Like, he's just been floating around for a long time and now he's kind of settled down. This is going to be the team that he wants to really try hard on. Um, and so now I think you can start to really pay attention to see how he's going to do on uh, a quote-unquote real team. How important do you think, Avril? I mean, you're you're a head coach now, um, so which is really exciting. Uh, so, how important do you think it is for stability in a new game like Valorant, as far as uh, like putting together your best performances? Because obviously, we see a ton of jumping around and moving. We see you know these these rosters split apart and then come back together, or parts of them come back together, or they all go their separate ways. Um, so like how important do you think that is for, especially for like a player like Taimu to have some stability, have an organization, not be going from like who, uh, from Mastia Chot and uh, Maddie stack into, you know, team Taimu and those other teams over just, and that's just over the past month and a half. Well, you're not going to find, I don't think you're, you're not going to find some good results. You're not going to develop as a player, as a team until you can be on a team for a reasonable amount of time and, you know, work together as a unit um, and really develop as a team. Otherwise, you're kind of just this free agent forever, right? So obviously you got to have some stability. Right now, there are some good teams that um, have been together for a while at NA and EU you're going to find that as well I think you know teams like FPX and G2 should be together for quite a long time unless unless something really goes wrong um, these are not teams that are going to implode and drastically change their roster you know maybe down the line you might see one player move off for whatever reason but for the most part I think the teams that once they kind of find their groove um, that's kind of it. You just got to need to have a team that you can trust, some players that you do want to play with, um, and go from there. And hopefully, this is it for Time Move, at least for now. I mean, we don't know. We'll have to see the results. If the results are mm. decent, I'm sure they can continue developing. If the results are maybe a little subpar, then they have to uh, potentially look at options. But yeah, you have to kind of assess whether. Uh, you know, what do you need to do? Do you need to change players, or, is, or do you just need more time as a team? Fair. It's interesting. Um, I mean, and, and not even on off off the Taimu thing a little bit. I don't know. I feel like we've all kind of you know chatted about Taimu. Who knows what he's going to do? He has a high ceiling, obviously, and uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, if he turns you know Event Horizon into not that they're not a real org, but like if he can find a way to leverage that into a like tier one org two as well. Um, I think it's just something we'll have to see, but, uh, we were discussing two weeks ago now, maybe three weeks. I don't even know how many weeks it was. Uh, Dignitas at this point hadn't signed a roster. Mm. And then, um, they kind of, basically they signed the, the homeless core and, um, they have done okay. They came in. Uh, they okay, came out. They 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 came out <laughs> swinging against TSM. I guess uh, that was pretty fun not, to watch. No big deal. I mean, it's TSM at this point. Let's talk about. We want to talk about implosions. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that, that's the thing. I don't even understand North American Valorant at the moment. Mm. Like, how did TSM temporarily just come back and beat Sentinels? That's something I didn't foresee. I thought they would uh, be like going the same trajectory, like maybe T1. I think they at the moment. will. I okay, think so they why? have like why? There's, I mean, I don't know if we want to get super into it, 
because I do want to kind of return to dig. Um, but TSM doesn't really seem to have much of a structure. They just kind of duel. They don't really play well around their ability. Sentinels, you, you look at a team like TSM, you look at a team like Sentinels, like it's very like just vastly different in terms of like how much value you're getting out of each recon, each slow orb. It feels more purposeful with Sentinels and to a lesser extent with Dig, TSM, you've got Wardell jump peaking bid three out of five times and winning two out of five. It, it, it's, it, they seem to always just want to gamble and take these high risks and it pays off because they have very, very talented players, but that's only going to get you so far. That's why I think a team like Dignitas, if things continue for them, like they have shown in Pop Flash, we could be seeing another uh, top team kind of break into the mix. And I don't think, think TSM's lasting. I, I agree. You're not, you, were, were you implying that you think Dig could be that team? Yep. Though their bind in particular, their bind against TSM, I think, I think uh, Haven was very much like TSM just like not being awake, like just taking duels. Nobody was winning anything on TSM. And if, if Wardell's bottom fragging and Cutler's like near the top, you know something's not going right. Bind was a little different. Drone kind of comes alive there, but it's still just like they're slow. They, they were slow to start in this dig match and it, nobody felt like they were just like consistently performing. Wardell kind of warmed up towards the end of Bind, but then they had like this weird like uh, server issue on Bind. So that kind of like ruined any kind of momentum that they had going into the half. So I don't I don't look at that one too critically. Haven was absolutely rough for them. Uh, dig shows i'm i'm seeing glimpses of sentinels where they're like i'm gonna i have this set ice orb and then i'm gonna drop this based on like these battles around bathroom i i really really believe that if dig continues to play well and it has these these what i think are set resource or set utility plays they're going to kind of jettison up the na ranks very quickly Joe, this is like a two-part thing for me, though. Is it, is it a case where, like, Dignitas are really capable of being, a, uh, like, a top-tier team, or is it just that they are very good versus TSM? Like, a TSM, for whatever reason, specifically weak to Dignitas, and that makes Dignitas look better? Um, or, like, the, and the way you would look at this is is mm. if they were in separate groups, if TSM and Dignitas were not in the same group, would Dignitas still be, like, doing as well? Would they be performing as well? Or are they just able to somehow pick on TSM because, for whatever reason, they can just prey on that? specific team and would tsm be doing better if it wasn't for dignitas like it's it's this very peculiar thing for me right now it is because bind their their match on bind was like super interesting and i i want to kind of do a write-up on it because it it really highlighted something that uh ddk kind of like kind of planted in my mind so i wanted to kind of like write it out and really think more on it um but it was very cat and mouse to a point where it felt like they did play a similar style where uh on on the first round um, not first round, but like TSM's uh, CT side. They're playing this this very aggressive like B long hold. They're trying to fight for B long. They're trying to fight for bathrooms to be able to circumvent the map. And it felt like either Dignitas quickly downloaded that, which I don't think is necessarily the case. I just think that Dignitas read that and said, oh, that's how we play CT side. So this is how we beat our own CT side and played around that. So you you might have a point there. This might just be them having like a good read because they play similar styles. I still think 
that Dignitas in the long run have a better read on how Valorant is supposed to be played in the long run. Very utility focused, being able to kind of force and like like Yiska has been saying for a while now and, and the kind of um, I, won't, I won't say like people have been looking at Korea to be abusers of this, but really just winging utility at the wall, pushing people out, kind of controlling that space and then being able to kind of take these sites for free. That's that's what that's the vibe I'm getting from this early dig team. And again, this is the first time we're seeing Shanks. This is the first time we're seeing this team really come together against top NA teams. This could just be a good event. But this first performance, this is a great first impression going forward. If they continue to show this impression, I think they have the argument to be a top team. I so like I, I get it. I appreciate like them coming in, blowing out TSM. I think we can't like totally ignore it. Um, at the same time, I don't think that TSM has been a top two team in NA for a while now. Mm, you missed kind of like the last two weeks, right? They won events. They were ba basically yeah. uh, all those events recently, which made no sense to me either. Like, I didn't see that coming whatsoever. Are you talking about the whatsoever. Pittsburgh Knights Invitational yeah. Gauntlet I don't, series? I don't weigh that one super high, but I, I, you can't not weigh it. I'm not. I mean, it had it, all the big uh, NAT. It was right? also best of one and up until ground. Uh, sure, but uh, it's oh now it's he doesn't want to play the best of one I mean, argument. Jeez, Yiska. Wasn't it still an invite event? <sighs> I think some teams That's, were invited. I have to. There were, the there were good teams there. We we can't we can't argue that there weren't good teams there, and that TSM wasn't tested against good teams. I'm just not big on like best of one events. I mean, it's a but it isn't. It was a best of five in the finals. Am I crazy? You, right. Yes, the finals was a best of five with the winner getting or the winner side getting a, a game up. Uh, but up until that point, it was best of ones. Is TSM properly tested in best of ones? I wouldn't say so. Um, it wasn't. A, it was a best of five. It was a best of three. Yeah, best of three in grand in grand finals. Yeah, according to uh, so, I, I Valorant wouldn't OGC. I wouldn't discount it entirely, but I also wouldn't put a ton of stock into it. But there again, TSM has been winning events like or at least placing well. They won phase. They again, they've been battling Sentinels for for first place. I, I, I put them at like one A, one B. It's really difficult to kind of edge them out because I think Sentinels has the better long run track record. Uh, in the future like better. as projections I, I see them skyrocketing and to be fair right so like there's very clearly a difference on this podcast mm. in which like i've been like oh yeah uh sentinels are the best in in NA, and i've been saying it for like two months for like two months yeah. like before like yeah, Yiska, we had I, a we had an argument I'll about it and that. everything mm. and this was like they haven't done this this and this i'm like i don't care i think they're the best in the world same thing, TSM, I don't care. I don't think that they're that good anymore. I think that they're continuing to fall. And don't get me wrong. Uh, so you've got you've got TSM, you've got Cloud9. Mm -hmm. Those two teams, or not TSM, sorry. Uh, you have Sentinels and Cloud9. They're in a tier of their own. Yeah. you got this nice big break. And if you want to put like TSM and Dig and like, I don't know, Gen G or whatever in I that spot or... I don't care. Fun plus Phoenix. Immortals. Uh, it's wait, super that's, hot though. That's, that's not. Um, I yeah. It's like EU. Uh, the the motions don't make sense at the moment. And, and by the way, the best of five was in the face clan invitation yeah. between yeah. Sentinels and uh, TSM. So yeah, like <clears throat> they're back to back right now, and 
the thing is like for a while it's it looked like cloud nine could be like one of the absolute top teams in the region um climbing up there then they kind of dropped off a little bit meanwhile tsm goes up genji is still kind of good uh sentinels of, of course is still amazing but somehow lose these matches against um tsm which i didn't think was going to happen um then fpx comes along now they're kind of uh, sorry not fpx uh, dignitas comes along and they're kind of nice um in these matches and by the way part of how this conversation is a little awkward is we're currently recording this at a time where it's 8 8 between Dignitas and TSM. Oh, is it really? I'm yeah. glad it's a good match. It I'm is, excited to look back at that. It it yeah. nearly wasn't, by the way. Just just a little right. bit, just a little bit of input here. But at one point, it was eight two. There was eight rounds in a row for Dig. So what a rough half. Yeah, and R Wardell is just currently not going to let this happen to him. <laughs> Which yeah, I think four K. TSM. I think so, is one like, of the the toughest forcing. part for TSM. Right? Is yeah. just they do rely really heavily on yes. Wardell and. Yeah, I I think that we saw, like TSM now feels more like Cloud Nine than they did, but like two months ago, it's weird. Where it's like Cloud a Nine used bit, to really bit. rely on tens, right? Like it was like yes. tens, and then who else is really there supporting them? They've made some changes. They've you know really kind of dialed it in as far as what that team mm -hmm. dynamic looks like. They they they're comfortable enough to even take tens off of the jet. Be like, no, that's not the way that we're going to be playing this game, and they're they're willing to change that. Whereas it's like TSM has done something different, where when they kind of seem to work as a more cohesive team, they tend to do really well. And instead, it's like they they leaned more and more on Wardell and more and more, and I think it made for a great frag movie, but I think it made makes for a weaker TSM. And again, I missed the last two weeks, so like maybe I should just like shut yeah. up and no, listen I, to no, you guys. No, I think that's I think that's exactly like a good prescription of how TSM is going to win games. Is like you need somebody to step up. Most of the time, it's Wardell. Drone consistently has shown performances, so that's why I agree with you for the most part. Where they have looked a little bit more like Cloud Nine in the past, where they need that star player to step in and kind of take control of the match, open up sites, you know, deny pushes just with these opening picks with the op. The one thing that I would kind of say makes them different, or at least from the C9 in the past, is that they have drone this this rock, this absolute yeah. role player at every single game. He just seems to like just perform, just be a workhorse. Doesn't get the love that he deserves still, even after a fantastic bind performance versus Dig. Granted, you know, team lost, but uh looked looked like a stud. Um we can get to C9. I don't know if that's on the, the docket, but C9 definitely shaking things up, making some changes, and we'll have to see. Is C9 going to be more consistent now with Mitch on the op playing Jet? Moving Ken's yeah. more to like a, a second rotation like entry role? I, I, like, I like changing it up because they're so close. They have the talent. Like Mitch has been pretty consistent for the most part. I think he's been like my second guy next to Ten's. It's like, okay, this is the duo. What sure. else is everybody else doing? And they seem to be having a good event. I just need more consistency to be able to put them at the top. Right now, they're like a third wild card slot for me. TSM is? Because they have the potential. No, C9. C9. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think that they're top two easy. Yeah. I, I think they're so inconsistent. It's Sentinel, C9, and then who else? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I, yeah. We'll see I, after this. 
I still think Sentinels is up there. I mean, to speak to what yeah. Jessica said earlier, yeah, of course. You know, how, how do they lose to TSM? Honestly, if you look back at it, those are close enough games, even the ones that TSM won were True. like, realistically, Sentinels could have maybe even should have won those. You know, we're talking about the phase grand finals. It was just so tight. You know, one or two rounds could have made the difference. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, this would be a very different conversation if TSM came and just slapped Sentinels around and it was like a 13-5 or something like that. But it just wasn't. Uh, it was It was competitive enough that I think it was a big performance from TSM and Sentinels were barely edged out. So, um, and that seems more like another case where, you know, it could be the series that's happening live right now where someone like Wardell just has to step up and make it happen. But if that's like, if that's just your whole team, if your yes. entire team revolves around either Wardell top frags or you lose, then I don't know, Sentinels are going to be the more um, balanced, the mm-hmm. more like higher ceiling team, uh, just the, the more consistent team overall. I, I think I, I think that's a perfect prescription of why TSM is like if if they don't change anything, these are already red flags that you're kind of like posing that I, I completely agree with. That's going to set them down in terms of trajectory over the next like five or six events. If they cannot come up with like a set, not a set, because that, that makes it seem some like like a weird like textbook, like playbook kind of thing, which I don't think is necessarily the case but they need to be able to kind of emulate on on a majority of roles the way that Sentinels and now Dig are finding success or value with their utility. I think Drone has a good mind for it, but it doesn't seem like anybody else like has uh, the same coordination or the same cohesion. They, they seem to want to gamble these like aggressive like line of scrimmage plays where off the rip you see Wardell jump peeking down mid on, on bind on B short. And it's just like, why though? Yeah. Like, why, why are we going for two V fours when we have the op and our economy's already like down the, the poop, like just save yeah. like it. They seem to always want to just make these aggressive plays, like throw caution to the wind and like, just see what happens. And, and like you said, it's, it's kind of doomed to fail. Like you're, it's not going to net you success in the long run. It might make you look good right now. And it has, but with Sentinels with C9 now making some changes, raising some questions, raising some eyebrows. Immortals picking up a stellar rookie in Dicey's who had probably the mm. biggest clutch of the of Valorant so far. Yeah. Um, TSM, it, they don't look like the Titans of NA anymore. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to make it sound like, um, like that Sentinels necessarily dropped off. What I meant more is, like for instance, when, when TSM fell to um, Cloud9 and Pulse, I was yeah. like, okay, that's a that's a crowning moment. Like now, like that, that that's it, right? Like then they lose yeah. the next two finals, and I'm like, okay, um, and they weren't that close either. Uh, no. So I was like, okay, that's that's it. Uh, TSM had had it uh, at the top, like they they got there by having three exceptionally skilled players, um, and two old boys. And they just kind of took him for a ride, won some tournaments, and now we are like walking into the night. But that's not what's happening, right? Like they're actually coming back. Yep. Um, and that was a surprising thing. I would have rather uh, seen, for instance, like teams like Dignitas or even to a degree, um, a restructuring Cloud9, even mm-hmm. a Genji to a degree. I think like a strategical team like Genji would in the long term um, be able to play around the muscle um, 
that TSM has. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to undersell um, them like TSM as a completely like uh, all aim, no brain team because that isn't the case. I no. just think that they are, they are more like they are stronger strategical teams in NA. And you would think that the longer the scene goes on, the more is found out about the game, which allows you to counter uh, individual skill more. So it's just going to take time. It'll take time until TSM either adapts to the metagame that is going to be incredibly utility focused, or they just fall off and they have to make roster substitutions or they have to find, you know, different ways to be able to set up the agent lists. Like it's, it's trending in the direction of what you're saying, where it is like utility over kind of raw skill and TSM's just riding high off of that firepower, which they have a, a good amount of. If it's not Drone, it's Wardell. If it's not Wardell, it's Subrosa. One of those three are having a good game. And Hayes, even last event at phase, like showing up still, he, you know, the old man still got it. Yeah, they seemed it. They always have somebody doing extremely well. And if nobody does it, then they look despondent. And that's what I really felt like on Haven versus Dig in that first map. It was nobody was winning anything. Everybody was just peaking, dying, trying to take fights, a lobby dying. We had these teams in CS as well, right? Like famously mm. the uh, Happy Envy uh, roster, True. where you just had five very high skilled players, and they were force buying every round. Is this like phase somehow, almost now? Yeah, phase to a degree, I suppose. But like, even like it depends on the version of phase you're talking about, because that's like right. they also had Carrigan versions, which yeah were much more uh, much stronger um, strategically. But yeah, like that that was the vibe it gave off. And then mm. also, like, what you're saying is also true. Like, <laughs> I think, like, if, if people aren't f- familiar with, like, uh, CS-like games, um, it is sort of different than other esports, where there's absolutely a thing as being on on the day. Mm. Where it's like, even your weakest player might just have, like, a perf- a. a they were everything in like hand-eye coordination and just like flow works perfectly and yep. they're just like top top fragging by far over like your supposed best player on the team or best player in the world right that definitely happens so if you can then gamble on two veterans having that play um then you are probably in a pretty good decision uh, position but yeah i mean it looks like the the era of tsm is not over i think it's just going to be much more contested no, I'm calling um, it. It's done. I'm calling it. And the, call it. Throw in the, the towel. I mean, tech. He he beat me on Sentinels. If you if you go Sen- back like a, two or three or four shows, I'm like Sentinels won't even be top four. Send Ward <laughs> out to now? Uh, Immortals and let's get it over with. I I think I, I think NA's NA Valorant's getting real tight. I think Gen yes, G, if they're on, they could be there. I think Envy is a good, like, B, not B tier, because most people consider, like, S as A tier. Um, so I think they're, like, a good, like, second seed, like, just gonna run everybody close. Immortals coming in with their new rookie kind of talent with Dicey's looking absolutely phenomenal. Dig stepping into the fold. Shanks looks phenomenal as a, as a young rookie kind of stepping in. Cloud9 making some mix-ups, seemingly being a little bit more consistent. We'll see come playoffs this weekend, but now we have T1. Okay. And we have <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, I, I want to talk that uh, about that, definitely. 
But I feel like we're currently in a position where we can open this little side tangent because sure. we have someone that is uh, not from the region, right? True. And we have someone that's from the Australian region and they're notorious for uh, verbally shit posting anyway. So my question cool. is, you look at G2 and you look at the best teams in NA. How do you match them up, Avril? Um, I mean... Dude, I, I want to be... I honestly, I like G2 a lot. I think they have a great team style. Um, it's... On some level, it seems like... I was At first, I was going to say they have like a different play style to NA, but then I'm thinking maybe it's just a different play style to TSM because now like a lot of teams and maybe even NA are kind of, you know, moving away from... I think TSM just in particular have this very aggressive carry kind of style, maybe this like a peaking kind of style. They just want to take these fights. Um, so I don't know, man. It's tough. G two, I think would would fit within the top four of NA pretty comfortably. Um, I've talked to I've talked around maybe a, a little bit towards NA, and obviously I don't know. Maybe there's a bit of NA bias going on, going on, but they they all seem to think that um, you know a lot of teams in NA would probably think that they were better than G two. Um, it's tough, man. I don't know that G two would be better than Sentinels, um, but maybe I'm just riding the Sentinels train a little I bit harder at this right. point. I think I'm like really like I think Sentinels gives G2 a run for their money. I think nah. they have the, like that's a style that I think G2 is like the better TSM, the more consistent TSM, where they have those weapons that are just on. You you can count on artists. Yeah. He's not taking these these crazy op duels every single round. Like he's not going to gamble every single round. He's a he's much more consistent than Mordell. At least that's what I get. Mixwell consistent threat. Everybody on G2 is those consistent like drone style yeah. threats. And it's well, it's the better TSM versus the team that's kind of paving the way for the future of Valorant in Sentinels. It's this like the yeah. two styles kind of meeting. And I think it might give G or G2 uh, a difficult time. I don't know who wins, but it's 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 a hard it's a hard call. Dude, how can you say that G2 is the better TSM, which they are because they yeah. actually have two participating players more That's so true. they have actually like they have five star players there's yes. zero yes. bad players on their team i agree there's more than zero bad players on or average players on tsm like yep and they win by a round against sentinels so in what world doesn't g2 just on average win more against uh the sentinels of the world i'm saying out of like a hundred games or a hundred rounds of valorant sure I think you would be surprised at how many Sentinels win. I probably at the end of the day, at least where we sit right now with Sentinels and their their kind of power, I probably have to give it to G2, but it's not by a lot. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I think Sentinel a big problem that G2 have is that they don't have these eye-level eye uh, opponents that they can, you sure. know, like... Uh, elevate each other. Uh, the only team that like time. maybe feels like it is like FPX, and that's it. And yes, even then, they could be getting that. They they feel like an EU TSM where it's like Zypan sometimes on, and yeah. sometimes he's just like on, but like not enough to be able to compete. Don't forget about I Team Event Horizon. Like what? Yeah. Like who's challenging G2? That's the, that's the kind of the problem, right? I don't know if they're getting like good enough Proper. challenges in the region that are going to mm. be pushing them forward. Like there's a potential where. 
you can realistically get capped in your region if you're not having, you know, teams step up to push you further. Whereas I think NA, we just had this big discussion about NA, uh, where you have different teams coming up now, you know, different teams reaching that maybe supposed top two, and we're, we're swapping seats a little bit in terms of who's really good in NA, and it just shows that everyone's kind of pushing each other. This kind of thing continues where you just keep cycling teams around being a top team, and teams are constantly having to innovate, constantly having to, you know, uh, evolve and improve upon themselves NA is just going to keep pushing themselves further and further forward and if no one if teams are not doing that to each other in EU then I think G2 um, they're going to reach a ceiling where I mean they just keep winning everything and no one no other team improves them mm-hmm. so here's the thing though when I left I go to Portland right I leave I leave you guys mm-hmm. I leave the Valorant scene to do its bidding mm-hmm. I leave Team Liquid was supposed to be this team Yep. Yeah. Nah. What the? F- yeah, I don't know. I it's the I I don't know if it was the right idea to plug and play Scream. It's not like Scream's a bad player, but it's one of those things that something's not something's not clicking. He definitely sells jerseys, one hundred percent. Like big big name player. Yeah. But something in this team, almost to like a C nine level, something's not working. I'm not saying you need to change the roster. I'm not saying you need to add a coach. What I'm saying is something needs just a little readjustment. Hmm. They got it. And yeah. then then you can then you can kind of send it off to the races. But it was just more looking at like the prescription on, on C9 and saying, like, okay, I see the potential. We see Scream. We see Eccles. This this is Fish 123's core. This has this there's there's two potential things. You put them together, you should have a fantastic dish, right? There should be a fantastic meal, a great Valorant team. Yeah. It's not there. So I'm now it should work. Yes. To be fair, let's contextualize this a little bit. Uh, Team Liquid has only played in the Allied Esports Odyssey and then now the Level Valorant Clash. Level up. So, is, will, will you allow them grace for an adjustment period or do you feel like you've got enough? I, I think at this point, this is these are two events and losing kind of unceremoniously versus teams they probably shouldn't um this is this is the limit this is as much as i'm willing to kind of take before i'm like big mauled when i come into the next event and you're pulling a t1 and not even getting out of groups and that's where it's like okay you i feel like you should be well aware at this point that something isn't clicking something's not vibing the rule i'm not going to prescribe what it is you get two. you get you get two. you get two. Uh, you lose against Bonk, who isn't a bad team, no. but it's not Team Liquid. Yeah. That that's where it's like, okay, this something, I don't know what it is. I have to, I have to really go into it, and even then, I don't even think I'd be, be doing it justice. <clears throat> it's got to be an internal thing. It's got to be yeah. internal. Like it's it's something within the team, um, in, in terms of how they're gelling, in terms of how they're meshing. Where I think your entire point of you know having Scream as a plug and play so far has just been not working. That something internally has to shift. Where maybe they do need the C nine treatment. Where it can't just be tens and friends. It has to be you know they gotta they gotta yeah. work this out as a five man unit rather than Scream plus four. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a it's a um, mentality mismatch. Where it's like. If you actually listen to the to the streams of the players, it's like Ackles trying to be the vocal leader and going, "Okay, guys, chill. Like we're going to run our default, and then no, bro, we we gotta a hey, hard push. Trust me, trust me." And then they run that until they lose, and Scream will get 
three francs that round and everyone right. else will look terrible so and you're saying he's kind of I, undermining i'm so i'm so used to hearing your voice i'm like wow that was a really good german accent <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah don't don't get me started on germans by the way like um hey you got big now come on yeah they, they, they just right? got blown out 13-0 by nip oh come on and it's like not only event. is that terrible slack. and they got completely blown out it's also the only german on nip locker was Heavy bottom frag. It's not a great day for <laughs> German Valorant, to be honest. Like, that, no, but, but uh, NIP not being able to, you know, be one of the mixy boys up top, um, that hurts. I gotta say, like, I, they're probably my favorite team in Valorant, just like by the by the style that they play. Mm. I really like Kriya's play style. He like he's the the ultimate troll uh, on Omen. Uh, in my mind, um, sure. they just have a pretty uh, mature attitude towards um, esports, I suppose. Sure, but like for some reason, they have a hard ceiling, and in many, or seem to have a hard ceiling. In many ways, they remind me also in that uh, of Genji. Like mm. Genji will get get the eventual, or like one or once or twice, will get an upset against a good team because they are solid, and the other team like just like wavers. NIP is the the thing is it almost feels like either you have someone that's level headed mm. or you have a a, a mad fragger like it's like the mentality shift like can you guys think of anyone who's just like super chill and actually drops thirty bombs at the moment? Oh, super chill. Ooh. I mean, I don't. I just have never quiet. heard it's calming, but some quiet killer that drops thirty. Um, I think is that is why the, I can't do thirty bombs? That. By the way, is because I'm not obnoxious. You're not. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> play why? some Among Us with us and learn. <laughs> I'm really good at lying. I I have learned. I'm an expert liar. <laughs> I'm really good it's at true. raging. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the thing is, um, I, I'm not sure what what kind of mentality uh, Sinatra brings to the stream uh, to the mm. team. Um, but it, I expect it like to be collect, yeah, like contains aggre aggressiveness, I suppose. Okay. But, I mean, have, have you heard his comms in Overwatch? Like, it seems pretty, from what I get, I mean, I haven't heard all his comms, but it just seems pretty uh, calm and collected as a player. Um, I mean, obviously, if, if they're winning, they're going to get hyped, but yeah. I mean, it just, I, I never got a sense that Sinatra was ever really wild in his comms or anything like that. It seems yeah, pretty yeah. reasonable. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, just an MVP all over. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really hard to to find these players that because like here's also the other truth about Fish One Two Three, they're very chill. Like they're very, very quiet. It feels like three of those players in there are just almost mute. Is that why like artists work so well? If he's just like Probably. the guy who can come in, like be that vocal leader, maybe inject a little bit of emotion into them, like it just kind of fit. Rather, Scream is like has the same firepower, if not more. I think that's even arguable. Yeah. But doesn't have that kind of like leadership um or isn't allowed to lead i don't know if he even wants to like it's difficult to say but maybe that's where they're they're butting heads look i don't want to read too much into 
um, an interview I did with Eccles Eckel, uh, back in the day, right? Sure. Um, and it was like one of the first tournaments, and it's I asked him, so what does it feel like to f play with such a, such a CS legend like Scream? Mm. And his first sentence answer was, well, the novelty has kind of worn off. Or something to the effect. Yeah. Where I'm like, I mean, okay, you're getting used to the guy. That makes sense. You screamed a lot. Second thought is, okay, that tell like maybe that tells me something. I'm not That's sure. Very maybe they're completely, may, maybe they're completely fine with everything. And I don't, right, don't want to yeah. read any, anything into it. But, uh, but you do. like you caught a vibe. You you got but something. You I caught like, a oh, vibe, okay. and I caught the streams, and I'm mad for Eccles trying to enforce structure in this team when it's mm. like just like rush b like <laughs> the equivalent <laughs> of rush b in comps right so um yeah i don't know and to a degree here's the thing that's the that's the fortunate situation that we're currently in in valorant where people mm. players actually do screen uh, stream their first their person pv yeah. i can promise you if i look at that team and don't have comms I'm on the side of oh my god these these cruise ship anchors on streams yeah. ankle oh my god thirty bombs every game and they can't win with them and like with the the comms it kind of gave me this idea of like okay where did I think this in the past yeah. like you know mm. so interesting yeah, it's, it's, it's true it's true so yeah dignitas signed four players um on <laughs> that that was the topic. <laughs> Right. That was the original topic. <laughs> we did a we one. did a whole global tour before we, we did, returned. Though. It was good though. That's and the news. I think it would be a good time right now. I mean, we talked about mm. uh, Dig quite a bit, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, Flashpoint is going on right now as we speak. Um, I, I think there there is one there is one thing that's kind of interesting in this is that this is the last Ignition series. Yeah, uh, what does that even mean? It's done. Um, just done with, done. That's it. We're no, no more ignition right. fluid. Season season fluid. one's over. <laughs> I guess we're going to world. Uh, Shadowlands no. is coming <laughs> out next yeah, month. Right. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're taking a break it's, for a while. Like I'll see you guys in in a month. Tis what it is. Every uh, team, it, every team that signed plays on salaries. Like, hang on, what, what are we playing in now? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> wait, what? You didn't tell us. Wait, are uh, we like doing a thing? Like, are they're we going to do a draft? Should we be messaging you? Like. What's happening? Because it was somebody. I think one of the uh, one of the Chinese casters. I think Alan had had tweeted something about that, and it caught my. Eye. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. They are wording this very peculiarly. Let's like this is the last ignition series. I'm like, huh? So yeah. yeah. So do you, I have two two thoughts. Number one, okay. uh, the series are gonna uh, follow the whatever chapters or episodes whatever they call it makes them sense now. probably and yeah. that and that we go into the next episode and we get the next episode name and they you know kind of tweak how they're run in some way or another not probably mm. meaningfully but it's just like the next era of competitive valorant in the sense that we're going to be getting another agent we're probably going to be getting another map um mm. and so we're, we're going into the next era so do you think we're getting the remix to Ignition on Fresh Out the 
How long have you been? We, we, on we that? should be going to the next thing, right? Like I, I can't yes. imagine there will be a massive gap. The, there are teams that want to play stuff. This, if there is a you know a demand, then surely you know that'll mm. be met. So uh, I can imagine. I mean, even if there's no ignition series tournaments, there'll be tournaments first and foremost. But whether that's like the same style of like here's our from the right perspective, here's our like properly backed like branded thing based yeah. on the season or whatever like is it going to be whatever the next name of the ignition is is that going to happen do we know the name of the next chapter or episode whatever they're calling it i'd i'd like mm. to see like some finale for this where it's like okay this is the end of the ignition series but like this is the ignition champion i bet you five bucks within like, the next the two cup. yeah within the next two dope. they have that i would bet yeah, you five I think, bucks five dollars i think it's a sub but it's also difficult because because you want to have an international where it's like, okay, we're taking the best team from like PAC. We're taking the best team from Asia. We're taking the best teams from NA. We're getting EU. We're throwing them together. Who's going to be the ignition champion? Find out. COVID Joe, doesn't really allow yeah. for that. But Okay. Right. You brought it around. Yeah. I, I thought I'm, you were I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm it's like yeah. in a normal esports world, <laughs> this is what planes. this would look like. Yeah. <laughs> could, yeah. We, could we just put teams on a plane and just fly in a cycle and have like very good Wi Fi in the air and just? Shut up. Yeah. But if there's even a little bit of turbulence, you know, like, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's my missile shot. Your Wardell trying to hit this, like, crazy yep. operator shot, and just a little bit of turbulence hits you. That's fine. I, I would give each, uh, each plane a flat gun. So while yeah. they're playing, they're also <laughs> attempting to shoot the other plane down. That's where the Every coach is coming in, right? right. That's where yeah, yeah. that's what Avril signed up for as head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know, like in, in the planes, like the air circulation and all that, like wouldn't that be really dangerous for COVID anyway? Like I don't know, they yes. they must have filters too, but surely like you're in a very confined oh, space for a very fly. long period of time. So it just seems like the worst place to be if you're trying to prevent COVID. Yeah. Not trying to fly right now. No. I'm trying to yeah. catch the, the vid. Uh okay. So uh Plane plane lands are a dumb idea. What other dumb ideas do we have here? Um, Ready for this? Here's the transition. Planes sometimes crash. T1 has crashed. With is that still crashies. Team? With crashies. Are they still team? I don't even know. <laughs> Hard to tell. They're not in groups anymore. Yeah, That's, I know, no, rough. dude. It is rough. I bet... I bet they came into Valorant and just were just like dreaming the nip dream. Just like, mm -hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, like these these best players from CS just coming in. I can see it. 50, 56 and zero. Nah, my dudes. Like you won the first two weeks and then you already had like uh counterweight there where it got considerably harder for you to win. And now you're just like yeah. legitimately a mid-tier team. But do you guys think, like, did T1 maybe come in too early? Because part of me thinks T1 signed so early for me mm. that it almost was, to me, didn't make sense. Like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. It makes sense from, like, oh, you, you're kind of like the first major organization signing players. Yeah. You're getting a lot of clout for that. And, you know, you're going to come through the very early tournaments and when no one's organized yet, of course, you're going to smash. But are you signing way too early here like you're not you haven't even played the field yet you haven't even really looked around maybe you have maybe i'm like you know not giving enough a credit but it just seems like every other team that's waited a little bit longer signed mm -hmm. a roster a little bit later done a little bit more research played the field a little bit more has ended up with better rosters yep i think they need to and clean I, out I still the fridge they... yes i do i do too um i i think they have like good players on the roster 
but this whole idea that oh don't worry guys like Scott's coming back like he's just he's just playing among us with shroud right now you know they're just hanging out playing uh you know other fps titles you know but he's working mm -hmm. on his agents like developing don't worry <laughs> don't worry <laughs> he's coming back he's gonna be a great now. color caster in a few months yeah <laughs> Like I I I I'd like for T1 to come back because I don't think they were ever really really tested. Like we saw them a couple times, but I don't think this is the type of game where you can see them once or twice and have like a good read on like their highs, their lows, and and everything in between. I I I want Scott to come back. I just don't see it happening. I don't th I don't think he wants to come back. If and, and maybe that's my prescription, and and I'll take that L if I'm completely talking out of out of school here. But I get the vibe that they're trying to figure out to find like a, a strong substitution for him trying to find a new opera because it is very important. I know that's something we want to talk about and they're just kind of eating this event. They're chewing yeah. the bullet and you know, we'll go next. You, you it, saying he doesn't want to come back to T1 or Valorant? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I get the vibe and this is the tea leaves. I have no, this is complete mm -hmm. speculation. Um, he just, I, I don't think he really. So also, let's, I, don't do it, Hiko. Don't do it, Hiko. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. He's going to say, like, do do. So, for an upgrade, for those who are like, what are you guys talking about with Skadoodle? Um, yeah. So, this was sent August 24th. It's the 28th now. He says, an update to my fan, uh, fans and fans of T1. As you may have noticed, I haven't been playing with the squad in competitions and again won't be competing in this week's event. I've been grinding to expand my agent pool and overall impact with the op, and we'll be back with T1 when the time is right. But in the meantime, I'm going to be practicing with other teams to stay sharp. I'll be back soon and better than ever. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't think that that's like conducive of like long term. I, I and then obviously with what happened um, with with some leaked DMs coming out, uh, kind of yeah. uh, showing some. Uh, displeasure with Skadoodle from the other members of the team. I don't know. I think they're. I think T1 might be moving on. I think Skadoodle might be moving on. And this is just like the amicable breakup kind of talk. That's that's what I'm getting from it. You think is T1 like Skadoodle, is moving on from Skadoodle or like from Valorant? I think both are. I don't know exactly what Scott wants. I I, mm, I shouldn't it. really speak on that because um, I don't know. Right? Like it's just so. Yeah. It could be could be a personal thing. Could be many different things. But it seems like the T1 core from at least that one interaction that we got, you know, gifted to us from an accidental alt tab. Um, it doesn't seem like they were super happy with with his performances. Um, so they might be moving on. He might be moving on. It might just be best for both parties to kind of like split. They find a good replacement and then they can kind of step back into NA's like at least B tier discussion and and battle their way back up. Because, again, Brax is a talent. AZK is a talent. Food is kind of hit or miss sometimes, um, but you know uh, you put somebody in like a like a Dicey's, like a Shanks coming in. Again, these are just two rookies, young kids coming in and looking absolutely phenomenal. What else is out there for T1 to pick up? You picked up Brax again, like not not a complete no nobody coming from CS, having a, a big name there, coming into Valorant doing well. They also signed what else March. Is on the market. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, so early, like super early. Yeah. We're still in beta, you know, like, it's just, how do you, I just feel like it's, it's almost too, like, I think T1 kind of did it for a little bit of clout, but sure. I don't know, you just want to, do you not want to, like, 
wait it out a little bit and just see what's out there. Every Again, every other team that's waited a bit to see what's out there has had better results. That's true. It depends, of course, on what kind of contract structure they had, right? Like, if you sure. only give them six months on their contract, then you still can make moves after. If you actually mm -hmm. got to buy them out, big oops, um, in order to make moves, right? Like, I don't know, it's it's rough, but it's also not the only mismanagement that T1 has done with Rustus uh, recently since the takeover um, in esports. So I, I don't know, like, I feel like they do marketing very well and that's about it in terms of like another thing is like, I haven't heard the greatest things about fraud mm. as a coach. So um, maybe that's a that's a region you, they can improve in. Like, <clears throat> one thing like that people frequently pointed out when, when T1 were actually the best team in NA was they have one default for every map. That's I mean, not how you become the nip of... Uh, yeah, but yeah. like if you're I agree. the first full-time yeah. salary team with probably like six-figure contracts, then you gotta have more than one dude. Yeah, like got, that, there has to be a little bit more depth if you're gonna be consistently the best team. And, and again, like maybe that was just always going to be the case where they were gonna get outpaced. They were the beta kings, and now you need you know sentinels and TSM are asking you more questions that you just don't have answers to. Maybe they get pushed, but they've already like the the rosters are already fractured. Like they've already broken a bone. It's and it's just like I don't think we'll ever get to like ask those questions or see that t1 roster like properly tested because i agree like to your point they were they were very flat-footed ever have you have you extensively what reviewed them any, any t1 recently yeah no not really i honestly i t1 <laughs> sounds really bad but like they don't make it far enough in tournaments like mm -hmm. I, I generally if i'm going to watch some games especially on my time zone where i'm not going to be awake during the times of the games are live i'm going to look at vods um, i'm going to be looking at the vods later on in the tournament and t1 just don't make it that far as yeah. of late yeah it's it, they they either don't show up or they don't get out of groups and pop flash is similar scenario where you have a team like team envy who isn't a bad team, they have a better shot. It's yeah. it's not looking good for T1. They they have to find a, a proper substitute, get some get some games in with that and and be able to like really kind of plant their feet. And I think it's probably just best to kind of let let Skadoodle do what he he wants and you guys continue to move on and, and you know move on to bigger and better things with that roster. Whatever it is. I, I think there's definitely talent out there that you can plug into this roster. Whether it's exactly what they need, hard to say. I don't know exactly who calls for this team. It sounded like Scott did a little bit of calling and did the ops. So maybe that's why it wasn't adding up. But yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a it's disappointing to see T1 kind of fall from grace. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we kind of discussed all this stuff. Yeah. I think they need they need a big opera. And I don't know if there's a an available person unless you want to break the bank. You wanna I, I okay. Here here is what is, I thought. Okay. I thought We're C9 was not gonna get it together. Ooh. I figured C9 was not gonna be able to gel. I thought it was ten I, I didn't think things were gonna change, and I'm still not completely sold on that uh, being the case. They got that. I, I, I like the move moving Mitch to Jet and putting him more on the op and giving 
giving tens more of like the the dedicated rifle roll and and again like he he does he can do it all i think his rifle is probably better than his op but his op was so just thinking good like fantastic okay so someone in chat uh ethan nice nice um raised the point that i see a lot of people in the community raise and someone gotta explain that to me the name mentioned is venerated of course like Uh, old 100 thieves yeah old 100 thieves i looked at like when one of thieves was slumping i went on a deep stats dive to look at what you could actually do and the problem was it was almost systemic. Everyone was not fragging uh, mm-hmm. in that position. And there was no modular solution, which is why the only way to augment that roster was to actually drop all of them. I don't yeah. disagree with that at all. They didn't have a star player. They had, very similar to the issue that Fish123 are uh, facing right now, yeah. four very solid players. And Hiko, who is not like a world beater, but pretty good. At, le- um, at least in the um, later tournaments, he had some ca- carry performances. Yeah, he can be. Venerated was one of those players that didn't consistently like. I don't think he's like significantly better than Scar. So hmm. your side grading and your like destroying like pre-established synergy you have built up over the first couple of months, as well as like. A career together that they you had anyway, right? With um, and also of course, big step down in in Brandt. Like schedule is a big game uh, name in esports, right? Like major sure. winner and whatnot. So you need you need an absolute ace player. You need someone like Artist, someone like Tense, um, someone like Wardell. Uh, yeah, but I don't think those teams are letting those players go though. No, no, that's what I, I'm. Uh, someone like to... this, right? You gotta yeah, get like yeah. a dunkey. You gotta get like a rookie that's up and coming yeah. that's really good. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. I wonder if T1 like breaks the bank and like tries to rush on someone like Shanks, who's like, look, Yeah, I, I get your brother signed to dig and maybe dig might give you an offer, but look at this offer. That's I'll give you a blank check. That's where I see just like packing currently just going like mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do the numbers. Yeah, that's two hundred thousand dollars, please. Thank you. They're already they're already doing it. Look, look at Dicey. Yeah. Like you can't tell me that that plays. I mean, he did. He he does like the fantastic like four v one clutch. You know, TP to B, fake the TP. You know, fake the dash. Like the whole. You've all seen it. I don't need to spell it out. Then two rounds later, he does another three v one. Like this kid. I don't know. I I see it. He yeah. he might not be the most consistent, but he comes in clutch, and I think he's young enough that he can grow into something pretty special. Yeah, and again, who who else was taking a chance on Dicey? That's the beauty. Ever we we kind of uh, escaped a scene where the young prodigies couldn't really play with the big boys. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> How young is he? Um, or at least I think he's young. Let's see. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good are question. They, are they actually are there actually any really seventeen? Young, Twitter are there says seventeen. Any really young uh, players in like a decently high level Valorant right now. I'm talking like like, oh, like fifteen. Who are you? Like fifteen, yeah. sixteen. Like these uh, guys are so damn good, but they're just way too young, kind of deal. Yeah. I don't know. It, it does seem like uh, Valorant right now is just full of um, old guys. More experienced play. Well, I was gonna say that, but then I'm like, well, not everyone 
not everyone is Cutler and Co. You know, it's just like there's yeah. not a whole bunch of old guys. There's probably a decent few, and that, I think at the start of every esport, um, you're going to get those like you know. Um, the Ryu J Hong kind of age yeah. player still there in the first year, second year maybe, and then yeah. who knows after that. So I mean, that was Overwatch when we first started, right? Was like uh, mm-hmm. some older people and uh, some washed TF2 pros, and then how, basically, how old are your players? Oh, dude, they're they're kids, dude. Well, the players <laughs> range between sixteen and like nineteen. Oh wow, uh, okay, That's... yeah, they're really young, mm. and. Actually, honestly, like, I, it's not like age wasn't the even like a primary thing. It wasn't even a concern. It was more like, are these players actually good? And I know they just happen to both be like really young players and really talented players. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Nice. Fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, it feels kind of weird to go through the Ask Valorant thing now, huh? I think we kind of can just talk about the. The operator. Yeah, I think uh, that's the big, big question everybody wants to like be with a, a shoe. I bet you this yeah. will be the last time we have a conversation too. <laughs> yeah, hmm. you're in your dreams. All right. only Tell me about worse. the op. Tell me about the op and why we should delete it from the game. <laughs> that's the thing is I don't think I don't think we should. I don't think it's that oppressive right now. Um. I think we're starting to see teams really start to experiment with what's going on in terms of like agent pick rate. Um, a lot of teams get straying away from this age. And I think that has to do with how um, annoying the op can be. I think we're getting a little bit more creative with that. And I think that might be where C9 has uh, found their footing. Um, but then you have, I just kind of like going into the show, rewatching the, the TSM dig game, just to kind of freshen up on it. Go go rewatch round eight TSM dig on Haven. That makes it look like double op setups are like just the best. Okay. Pick after pick after pick, and then the game's over. Or just round round done. Like three picks and then you're down five E2. Like, what do you do? You you can't get any intel, you can't go mid, you can't do this. Like you have to expend so many resources to be able to like just inch across the map. Um it's rough. Ever, can you explain to me? Okay, so presumably, like we we try to build team compositions in terms of agents to be balanced and uh, sort of like solve cert- uh, certain problems we're facing. If double operator or just one is a big problem, why are we not playing, like for instance, Brimstone and Omen together the entire time? Mm. What's do, do you have a, an answer? Uh, against ops yeah or um i think i think you're sacrificing in team comp like you have to think about what what are you giving away for that because first of all if you're if you're playing operator right now typically it's it's jet op right so um Mm. you already have your secondary smokes there so if you're gonna have like triple smoke i mean you could just have a ton of smokes but then you have to think okay what are we giving up here do you give up a server for that do you give up your phoenix for that like you you you're not gonna give up your cypher surely so there's only so few slots and i think at the end of the day you know, you're, it's just not worth giving up like a Sova or, you know, better entry value with a flash. Like, if, like, why do you really need the extra smokes when like a flash entry might be preferred? Um, mm. You know, it's just a lot of these kind of things for me. Um, and I think the other thing is it's, it's, 
part of the reason the operator feels really good is maybe a lot to do with the jet itself. Like, I always have to pose the question of, would the operator be as annoying to deal with if it wasn't for characters like Jet? Like, if it was just... Like regular, if it was like brimstone on op, like I don't know, which does would anyone complain about that? It just feels like it's not that big of a deal. But as soon as you put the op in the jet's hands, then it's like really frustrating. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty obnoxious how quickly and how safe you can take a shot and then completely kind of just dash out. It's also, the off angles, like you're just in random yeah. high off angles, and the smokes are really fast. It's just like, and then like then she naturally has an ultimate, which is has is just a better secondary than everything else. It's just. Um, I, I, I don't know. The thing is, the, the entire op discussion for me is like, would, the, would people have a problem with the operator if it wasn't for Jet? That'd be kind of an That's interesting kind of revert, is like taking the smokes back down like a peg. Like, not completely reverting them because it, it feels kind of useless to kind of take them from six. I think it was like three in beta, but it's four, you know, tweaking four. her. That's fair. Um, maybe, maybe bringing those back down might do something. If that's the case, smokes even the problem. I don't even think the smokes the problem. It's just how safe it is to mm. op on her, how far she moves around the map, how many different off angles she can take. That's like sure. really insane to clear. Like you, you know, you face uh, you face like the AWP and CS, and you never have to worry about half of yeah. these off off angles because yeah. characters can't reach them. It's just it's insane what Jit brings to the uh, the meta in terms of operator usage. Which is why, by the way, like double op feels maybe oppressive but at the same time the good news is there's only one jet you're dealing with yeah yeah that's true and i suppose like some teams have uh like for instance uh nip like plays the um uh, their signature like um sage op mm -hmm. on some maps even though they've started splitting time uh for jet uh for lucker well is that oh never mind that's nip never mind yeah um there's some European teams that are still like jet entrying, and they they don't have her opping necessarily. You can do yeah. both. I mean, even Wardell yeah. injured sometimes. Like he'll yeah. just he'll dash in, have his pistol dash in, and then let the rest of his team be there, and then he'll pull out the operator if it's safe again. But yeah, sometimes you got to do both. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even tens is not really opping that much, right? Like nope. that that champ. It's hilarious to me, like how. Like for a while, I feel like G two was the only team playing Jet even anymore, um, mm. where everyone was like on the Brimstone and these types of comms, maybe even incorporating some Reyna here and there, and then suddenly, like they just like realized, ah, yeah, not being able to be traded is kind of good, off angle Queen kind of good, and then like I don't think it was necessarily the smoke buff that put her. No, uh, over the top. I think people just got more comfortable playing her and kind of like found a role for her in the op. I think it well, might just tweak the play right now. It's like people didn't want to play Jet because everyone thought she was kind of doo doo, but then the buff came through and people were like, oh, we'll give her a go again. And then yeah. that's where it was. Is there yeah. a, a chance that other agents are like this? So, for instance, we're thinking of. So, a lot of people say um, Killjoy is kind of bad. Nip is almost playing hip exclusively on Killjoy at the moment. There have been a lot of buffs on Viper. I think yeah. do we see Mixwell on it or something like in recent tournaments? I like someone played him, someone notable. Um do you do you feel there's hidden potential or are these actually just doo-doo? 
I don't know. Like, if you, I think Hayes at one point said like he he would put Viper at S tier above like every other agent in the game just because X and Y reason. Like, you can do so many executes, but then like, okay, well, you guys never run her, so I don't understand. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That you'd be playing her, but you're not. So, um, is it a case where it's like? You know, teams that are a little bit stubborn, they just want to stay on something safe and they don't want to experiment too much. Could be part of that, but I don't know. It, it just feels like what these other agents bring to the table. Um, you're just what it's more so like what are you giving up and it's the stuff that you're giving up that feels painful so you don't want to give up the other things that you have available i think what needs to actually happen is um a lot more agents need to be kind of fluid in the meta where it's not like you know cypher doesn't feel as much you have to run him um and other agents as well where you've i think honestly sage has kind of moved into a better place i had a lot of complaints about sage but seeing where she is currently in the meta a lot of teams are starting to give her up because she used to feel like the the agent that you yeah. have to play or you're just trolling right um yeah and that that's healthy you want you want an agent pool where most agents feel like you can sub them in and out because if you imagine a world where you where it is viable to give up cypher then bam there's your killjoy you can start playing killjoy now mm. um, it's just stuff like that. Like there's always this this idea that we're um we're not at the okay, yeah, oh, big word incoming, Nash equilibrium of any given meta situation. Meaning we're not playing perfect Valorant for the balance state that is currently in, right? Like pretty obviously we haven't understood some concepts about the game that we will eventually find out. And um like to that degree, it's the the question is where could these hidden potentials be? Are we maybe like, how, what what will Valorant even without new agents look like in a year, right? Like that that extrapolation, and it feels like, for instance, uh, uh, an agent like Sage is probably not for this world for much longer, based on the um, on the nerfs that we've seen. Even like if we're trying to solve these. Um, these uh, operator issues and whatnot, whatever might come next, right? Like, um, then, yeah, just like in a probability cloud, it feels like that's of the current um, meta web of what everyone's playing. That's like the mm. weakest link. Though, to be fair, like to generalize this is probably reductive. I think you, you should probably should be talking about maps specifically yeah. and of course like we can ex hopefully expect a new map to come out so what do we know what we what kind of uh, situations we need to solve with these agents in th those cases right but um yeah like even like theoretically in in um in the beginning as we said like we were very far away from optimal valorant when when we underrated jet to be like a ct hero like uh, agent right like mm. yeah and um yeah it, it feels like to a degree like for instance the um the re-emergence of phoenix has me a little confused it makes sense because that agent does everything and also has a pretty sick ultimate but just as an entry role like the fact, like, for a while we were going away from duelists other than uh, Jet as well, right? Yeah. So I haven't, like, truth be told, I haven't really bot studied and but, haven't really explored 
Do, do you have any answer as to why so, um, he's back? I well, let me say something real quick as well. Uh, first of all, in terms of like hidden, any sort of like hidden um, potentials out there, you're far more likely to see it on the duelist agents than not, and that's simply because of the skill ceiling there that exists there. This is partially why I think Jet kind of came at back because um, I, this is my opinion. But at the start, um, when people are still, they're not masters of the game you're still learning the game you're still not too sure you're, you're definitely not playing peak valorant yet and maybe we still aren't but you're looking at characters like jet you're definitely no one's playing jet to her potential not even close so mm. but i think everyone understands at some level like hey there's a there's a lot here her kit you can do a lot with if you're exceptionally good but no one's at that level where you can really maximize on her kit so most people on jet just looked kind of bad um and she looked like a bad character she had a four second smoke uh, she looked like a very selfish character um and it just didn't really bring a lot of team value to the team uh, and you look at like beta compositions and very early release compositions it was like very heavy in my opinion team focus you had um Smokes, i think there was pretty walls. limited it was kind of limited um limited duelist uses there's a lot of breach mm. play i think that that's very telling of what the meta was in terms of like if this is a very team focused character you just have like five very team focused agents maybe one duelist but now you've almost headed in the other direction where you're playing double duelist and you're playing phoenix jet almost all the time and if it wasn't for the fact that you have to pretty much always be playing a cypher and sova is extremely good then you might even be playing a third duelist or something cases but you don't want to you don't want to tank your defenses that much you just want to have some good stuff on defense so yeah you're far more likely to see something hidden come through on a duelist than not um i'm a little surprised Ray's isn't getting played a little bit more but maybe you know the, the constant nerfs to her and finally just put it in the grave uh but yeah that that's that would be my kind of take <clears throat> one such aspect where it's like to draw similarities to Overwatch, right? Like, all tracking in this game is relatively trivial because, like, you press tap. <laughs> but yeah. more so than all tracking, I suppose you could theoretically, because currently it feels like, even looking into the comms, it feels like, so you hit a side, fake, or, like, make a, make a fuzz at a side, sort of tr try to favorably trade out um, utility, but it's noted that they used some utility. It's never noted how much was used or which specific points were used. And like the specificity, I feel like there's huge potential in that tracking, right? Like if I know a brimstone has already used two, um, two smokes on an attack, mm. now I have like, if I'm attacking, I don't know, A side binds, there is like, there are angles for me now that won't be able to be covered, right? So, like, do, do you guys think, like, that will be, will be going into a direction? Is that even possible to check? Are they not already doing that? They yeah, should already I th be I doing think, that. I think we're starting to, like, really punish that. I, I've, I've loved like, listening to DDK kind of do color um, at Pop Flash, and mm -hmm. he's already starting to, like, at the commentator level, like, finding, like, perhaps tells for certain executes, specifically um, looking at the TSM dig game, like where Cutler's placing his cameras, how much or where uh, dig might be able to hear those cameras and kind of like extrapolate, okay, we saw this um, with this execute, so could we assume as much and then kind of playing off that. Sure. I, I think that game really has me like, like excited for the future of the game because it felt very cat and mouse. It felt very chess-like. Haven, not so much, bind for sure. 
Um, but I think I think we're already starting to do that, and I think teams are only going to get better. Well, I mean, I can tell you, dude, like we're my team, which is like, you know, maybe we, we have because we have some Overwatch background. And I'm not just talking about myself, but even the players they we have Overwatch players. So we definitely sure. we're tracking ability usages. We're, you know, even counting down like, OK, Omen, two smokes. When's the next smoke coming mm. up? Um, and just like mm. who's got what utility where we're very much looking at who's playing what agent where and what utility is being used. So I'm like, I'd be very surprised if like much better teams are not already doing this and they would be doing themselves a disservice to not be doing that and maybe it's a more natural thing if you have overwatch players because it's like this is what we used to but uh yeah like to me it just it's like it wasn't even a question it was it was just like you just do it straight away so i don't know yeah Hmm. no like from the from the comms of like even a g2 or like a um team liquid that hyper specificity is not in the comms as far as i can tell or could tell and it's been a while since they um, broadcasted their uh, themselves, to my knowledge. So maybe that changed significantly. But like, um, yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely what. What kind of a system have you found to be uh, the most effective? Because like in Overwatch, we famously had like the old tracker, which was most of the time the, a, the main support, the one person. Yeah. Does that even work in Valorant? Definitely not an alt tracker. The alt tracker is whoever presses tab. Of course, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> looking at like the abilities. ability tracker. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It feels like more of a a team kind of thing. I mean, we do. I, I feel like the Overwatch players are better at doing that. So um, the Overwatch players are naturally looking at that kind of stuff a little bit more often. And so when we're looking at, especially on an attack, you know, what where we're going to hit, what we're going to do, where we've developed, and we're talking about like you know who's here and what has been used everyone mm-hmm. to some level should be is is supposed to be thinking about you know what utility has been expended and what we can expect to meet in terms of resistance mm-hmm. um, so i would say it's it's more natural for the overwatch players to already be doing that but i feel like everyone slowly has moved towards that definitely the cs players are not doing it very much because they're i, I just feel like the cs players are not used to this kind of game play like they're not sure. used to this kind of macro at all I mean, they are counting, uh, like top, I think even, even pretty mid-tier teams are t- counting uh, utilities in terms of like smokes and, and uh, flashes, right? Um, but everything but it else... It might not be as nuanced as like a priority list of like, okay, they've expended all this like really important utility. Sure. Now we can be a little bit more aggressive, yeah. maybe push through a lobby, like try to gain more like footing on the map because mm. they have that info. That might yeah. not be up the CS player's alley. Yeah, and that's that's entirely possible that they also like it. It, it all depends on how playable all of this is. Like in in CS, it makes way more sense probably to generalize and say big utility, small utility, yeah. uh, because everyone has the same more or less available to them, and there's also no economy to be considered, which is also true in uh, in um, Valorant, of course. But like in Valorant, it's the case like. Theoretically, you should always buy all of your utility. There's, you're not losing anything by dying, and if you need it in the moment, mm-hmm. like just having a big number in your tab is either not, like, unless you're like the ARPA, I suppose, where you, like if you're sure. double saving um, and want the ARP, and um, you're buying your utility in the in the safe round, that could be a problem because you can't, like, for instance, light light buy the ARP after, right? 
Mm. But otherwise, like there's very little reason to save, uh, to not buy utility in the first case, right? So the tracking is sort of um, more trick, or not more tricky, but like very different in what what you're actually tracking towards um, economy. So yeah, I, 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 you assume you assume the other team just always has util, yeah. Because mm. again, but is that a good thing? Not not to assume, but is it is it is it like fun, fun, to always have utility? I think maybe we can kill two birds with one stone with like the op discussion and like how much or like how we view utility by maybe increasing the cost of utility across the board by a little bit. So you're you're hitting the economy, you're making utility that much more important to kind of like push that forward, and then you're you know. I can tell you, I can tell you how that can be done like right now. As Every character that has free utility make it cost something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think free has free utility right now, um, and you don't even increase the cost of other util. Just just make that cost something. So it doesn't have for mm. free dash. You have to buy the dash. Uh, that costs ah, you so no signature bucks. abilities. So well, I mean they can. I guess they're they're. You can say it's a signature ability, but it's just it's just not a free thing. I guess right. the functionality of it being free is taken away. That would that would be I'm, kind I, of I'm okay towards what you're saying now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Hit the economy yep. a little bit, but not a lot. Just just a quick change, and I think that's that stems the tide of at least okay. Now there's more questions. Can you round three op effectively? Is that worth it? Can you know? Are you are, how frequently is the op being bought? How frequently is the op being bought twice? Um, across like a tight game like if you're just stomping people you're probably going to win anyway so it doesn't matter but I, I think that would be a an eloquent way that isn't just like okay you have to limit to the game to one op and you're not allowed to buy it or just delete it from the game it's like no yeah. there's nuance to it it's really beloved like people like playing it it's it needs a whole, to be in the game yeah it's it it's be exciting without the op. yeah well i don't know if it's boring but i agree for the most part <laughs> oh fair enough all right we got to get out of here it's been a show. It's been a show and a half. Um, thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. Uh, hope you had a ton of fun today. Um, big thank you to Chris R three four 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 for the gifted sub. Appreciate you a ton. If you like the show and want to support, three great ways to do it: uh, come tune in at noon Pacific at twitch.tv slash kicktripod and um, just tune in. Just just tune in, or you can watch the show on youtube.com slash spike drop or any of your podcast feeds. Uh, you can definitely drop your Twitch Prime sub here or any other sub that you feel uh, good about dropping. And then, um, yeah, those are kind of the the big main ways. Oh, and the iTunes review. Leave a five-star iTunes review. Help us kind of climb the ranks there so we're easy to find when people are looking for uh, Valorant shows. Um, other than that, let's get out of here. And before we do, Avril, again, thanks so much, man. Uh, give us some, like, shout-outs. Where can people find you? All that stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Um, you can find me on Twitter at I'm Avril. Um, for people that don't know, I coach, but I'm also a color caster analyst. So, um, yeah, I usually don't plug too hard, but man, if you got casting coming up, hit me up because I'm definitely looking to do more <laughs> events, and I will be doing some more events as well. So if you get, go to my Twitter, you'll see some stuff coming up for me. But uh, always looking for more casting, Valorant, and I'm sure we'll be having a lot more fun. Sweet, awesome, uh, Joe. What about you, man? Shoutouts for the week. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, on all the socials at Volamel. That's V-O-L-A-M-E-L. Um, probably just going to watch a lot of Pop Flash. Uh, 
for those who are watching and uh, not paying close enough attention dig winning uh 14 12 in overtime against yeah. tsm has me excited for uh for the future for dig i think that that's enough for me to kind of push them forward um and i might do a little bit of a a deep dive into their their bind game and their first kind of uh matching so that might be coming out this weekend i don't know it depends i'm playing legend of runeterra i'm getting hyped for wow there's a lot <laughs> to do wow it's it's almost here man shadowlands let's go that uh that trailer was really good really interesting um uh yiska what about you man shadows for the week where can people find you um, I just wrote an article that sort of was framed as an Overwatch thing, but like the basic idea being um, implementation, developer Im implementations that could work towards a metaverse. And um, specifically, so if you think about it, like if you want to develop the world of Ready Player One, you got to start somewhere. And you would probably start by getting Travis Scott into Fortnite, right? So, or having an uh, augmented reality dragon fly through your world's uh, finals uh, stadium, right? And I'm looking forward to how, how that will also develop in, in Valorant. We know that Riot are highly capable of um, creating these unique experiences that sort of like connect everything. Um, you know, like the competitive aspect, mythologizing players with greats, like um, interdisciplinary, uh, like content and i'm really hyped for that because they are in my opinion currently esports leaders in creating that hype content and um sadly that's not the case for overwatch much i don't think we're leading anything um in the metaversal uh, perspective at all so uh, that's on gg recon mm. otherwise hey, we got coaches we got coaches come on coaches we got some we got some good support staff right yeah, but like, okay, so yeah, I, I suppose like didn't do, do a great job in explaining why why that isn't necessarily contributing towards, you know, like creating a digital world in which oh, yeah, I, we get the, <laughs> the pay-per-view money out of people, right? But like, um, otherwise, like I'm really looking forward to like, I almost can't wait for the Overwatch players to be over because I really want to dig my teeth into Valorant. Um, feels like currently... Um, just because like it's all playoffs there's a lot of weight on uh covering overwatch but otherwise like i i think it's it's currently developing in a really sweet way we had sort of like a dip in valorant but now we are slowly coming back i think na is very exciting hopefully you like we just need some couple of tournaments like we already have the big showman like artist is just like he's he's a different gravy right like they he, if if we can get a counterpart just like shit talking with him, I think we're going to have great entertainment in Europe as well. Sweet. Um, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, uh, except YouTube. It's Kick Tripod YT. Uh, please do go subscribe there as I um, am ramping up to do some more content. Um, other than that, uh, big thanks to everybody who hung out today. Hope you have a great one. We'll see you on Monday for Tactical Crouch or Friday for uh, the next episode of Spike Drop. Thanks, guys. Bye.